And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Are we looking at a Heat Bucks Conference Finals, or is that is there too much up in the air, Trey? Like, do you think that the Heat and the Bucks are the <laughs> of course you are, are the <laughs> one seed? What do you want me to do? Like, I'm not making something up. Like, oh, if they can get through the playing turn, they're the <laughs> one seed. Like, I know, I know, I know, but yeah. <laughs> and I think I think Spolstra, I think he planted that that huddle. Kerfuffle. I think he. I think he planted that. I think he did it to throw everybody off the scent, get everyone back in line. Like I think he planted that thing. Uh, believe this guy. At least I was able to. This whole thing was a publicity stunt. It's got to be. That's kind of all anybody wants when they're in trouble. You know. Of course, I didn't think the. You don't think anyone's going to actually buy this? Hard to say. People love a hero. Whoa. New York strip steak. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. I got Trevon Edwards. I got Mo Dakil today. We got Jade Hoy producing. We are down to the final week in the regular season, and it has been a weird season. It has been full of drama and storylines, and now we're just getting down to who gets into the playing tournament and who doesn't, i.e. the Lakers, and who gets into the top six in both conferences, as none of that is really decided. The only thing we know is we have our 10 in the Eastern Conference with the Wizards, the Knicks, the Pacers, the Pistons, the Magic all being eliminated. At the time of this recording, the Kings are on the brink of elimination, so by the time you hear this, they might be officially eliminated from the playing tournament. And the Lakers are hanging on by a thread. And guys, let's start in the Western Conference. The Lakers, uh, we're recording this before they play on Sunday, but they are a game back of the San Antonio Spurs, which means they're two games back of the Spurs because they do not hold the tiebreaker. Um, they've had chances, plenty of chances. They got AD back. They got LeBron back. Now LeBron's out for Sunday's game. Russ has been there pretty much the whole time. And so Trey... Uh, I'm ready to call this thing. I don't need this final week. I don't think the Lakers are going to be able to win enough games down the stretch in order to get ahead of San Antonio, especially with the Spurs. Again, before before they play on Sundays when we're recording this, Spurs have the Blazers at home for a second straight game. And if you look at the Lakers' schedule, they got the Suns, the Warriors, the Thunder, and the Nuggets to finish out the season. So can we can we ring that death rattle of the Lakers' season, Trey? Is it over? Oh, yeah. I mean, LeBron's not playing. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, again, the ankle injury, whether it's as extreme or not, I don't see him just miraculously. I think he's if he's going to play those last two, it's for the scoring record. And yeah, I think this is this, this is a wrap. Um, see you see you guys in the fall Lakers. You know, what I mean, Lakers fans. <laughs> um, but I honestly hope that they shake things up. You know, I, I'm not trying to go into GM mode, but they shake things yeah. up and just. Clean house, man. It's time. I mean, it's you know, it, it this experiment looked great on paper, and 
you know, a couple people pushed back and said it wouldn't work. And those people are right. And they're going back and retweeting and taking their victory lap. But then, you know, what's the future of this team? You know what I mean? Like LeBron's going to be continue to look good in his bask of scoring. If that means something to him, but it hurts the Lakers long-term. Yeah. You know, they have to make some serious decisions, whether it's trading AD or trading to LeBron, which never should ever come out my mouth. But (laughs) I mean, (laughs) at this point, I mean, I mean, the deal worked out. They got one one ring out of it, whether it's bubble or not. They got a ring out of it. And yeah. They won't be looking crazy for trading him. You know what I mean? But it's interesting. I would try to get back the most youth possible. Yeah. Mo, with with the rest of this Lakers season, right? Like whether they make it, make the playing tournament or not, I actually wonder what's better for them. Like, could you make the argument that it's better for them to miss out completely and just have to look at themselves in the mirror and be like, well, shit, like we really like Trey saying, like they need to shake things up significantly. And this is going to do it for us. Like this is the hard look in the mirror that we need in order to feel like that has to come. Or would it be more beneficial for them to somehow make it into that 10 spot, get, get beat by the Pelicans. And then that's the look in the mirror moment. Because I don't think like, even if like, let's say the miracle happens, they make the plan, they win the plan. They get the eight seed and then still lose in the first round to the Suns because that that's a bad matchup at this point, right? With this team. Um, I think at that point they could fool themselves into like, yeah, you know what? It was just the injuries. And and to Trey's point, like it's not like there's more to it than that. No, it's, it would be foolish for them to think that you were a team that came into the season with championship expectations. The team did not forget about what the media thought or anything. These guys all thought we're competing for a championship. LeBron would like keep that energy. You're talking about my team being old. That got deleted. And yeah, you know, all of that stuff, right? It's, 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 they went into this season thinking we're winning a championship. Even I'm with you. I don't think they're getting into the playing tournament. If they get in the playing tournament, I'd be shocked if they got out of it, but even if they did and then played the Suns in the series and they lose, it would be dumb for them to think that way. And really where they need to start cleaning house, though, is they need to move up the front. They need to fix the front office. I don't want to hear any more stories of Kurt Rambis joining coaches meetings. It's time to move <laughs> off of Rob Polinka. Like, just think about the team they built. Yeah. Right? They, they went out of their way. They they let Caruso go and, and to bring in vet, vet minimum guys and re-sign Taylor Horton Tucker. Like, Really? That's a guy that's, I mean, like there's just so many things that they did wrong as a front office. That's where you got to start because I'll be honest with you. I don't trust them to trade AD or LeBron and get something back. <laughs> like, I feel like they would screw it up somehow. So, you, you, yeah. you know, like I think you need to go, you need to do that. I hate to put this on Vogel. You need to clean house there, start finding somebody else. Like it's just too much has gone wrong this season. You need a clean house in the front office and on your sidelines. And then you could decide what you want to do with the players. Okay, let's talk about some positive teams here. I love the way the Pelicans are playing, right? I think they've, uh, when we're recording this, they've won like seven of their last 11. CJ McCollum's been great. And and you think about like, this team was three and 16 to start the season. Like Willie Green, Trey, I think has done a phenomenal job riding the ship. And like, look, this isn't a good team, but it's a good enough team in this season based on how the back end of the West has been. CJ was a great pickup. Brandon Ingram has been really good. You know, Valanciunas was a great pickup. 
all this without Zion. And I just, I love the way that this Pelicans team has competed to finish out the season and go grab what is most likely the, the nine spot in the West. I mean, to be fair, you have to look at Willie's coaching trajectory. He was with Kerr, with the Golden State Warriors and their organization. And then he was with Phoenix when Monty had just got the job and tried to turn things around. Mm -hmm. And I think he's been around enough successful programs and enough coaches to kind of take all those things that he's learned and implement it into New Orleans. And obviously, you know, Griff got some slack and, you know, with Zion being away and, you know, guys not wanting to be there and the effort being there and they make a trade for a guy that still can contribute and also step in and doesn't mind sharing the floor. I think that was the best thing they possibly could have did for that franchise, because, again, he's someone who earns the respect of a Zion, but then also the young players get behind. CJ's never been an all-star, but he's also the president of Players Union. He's a respected player. I mean, he can get buckets. And he had the mentality, not as a fuck you to the Portland Trailblazers, but more so like, okay, cool. It didn't work out. But you guys think you can trade me in order to get these picks back. So I'm still going to compete with this team that has so-called been written off because mm-hmm. we don't have Zion. And now we get a chance to get the chemistry together. These guys are starting to hang out together. They're doing all these things. He's tapping in with the young guys. Zion's came around. He's been around the team. He's been, you know, shouting his teammates out. And the culture has embraced everything. You know what I mean? From the top to the bottom. And it's kind of similar to like how we used to praise the Bulls early on about DeMar showing up to IO's Jersey retirement and things like that. This matters. This matters. You know what I mean? CJ getting the guy's socks, making sure that they're taken care of, you know what I mean? Being a good vet and making guys want to play hard for you. And I think with that comfortability and guys not feeling threatened of Brandon Ingram coming in, he's telling them, you are that guy. You are our guy. You're our star. When Zion gets back on the floor, I'm sure he's going to be encouraging the same thing. Like, Hey, I'm just here to be the leader and you guys are our stars and we're getting behind you. And I think that's going to be the only way up for the Pelicans. And I think that they get in, they're going to be in a playing game. And that's, that's, that's just as good as the Washington wizards making it when Russell decided to turn it up. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's and I think a, that's, that's a great, great momentum going into it. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. think about the Phoenix suns in the bubble going eight, no, but not going to the playoffs. It's just something to build off of. And that's what you need to do when you are dealing with bad teams. Yeah. Also, though, we should we should note that Willie Green's career. Also, I was a video coordinator for him, so I'm sure I rubbed off a little bit in some of the winning. Yeah, I think that's why I, he couldn't get a coaching job for a while, and then it, and then eventually it, it turned. It was definitely no, no, a, a no, no, Modak Hill no, no, influence. That, 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 thank you, Trey. I mean, Zach always trying to tear me Less down. Less momentum, not momentum. <laughs> um, Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. (laughs) No, Mo, I've been kind of kicking around this idea of like, we can we can lump all three of these teams in together. Uh, Minnesota versus the Clippers is a super interesting playing matchup because now with Paul George back and the way the Clippers have defended all year and the way they've kind of scrapped and Reggie Jackson's been amazing. Luke Kennard's been amazing. You know, Zubats had a really good season. Um, you know, I don't know that the Wolves are guaranteed to get through this playing tournament as 
promising as they've been because if they lose to the Clippers, I actually think the Pelicans might not be a great matchup for them because Valanciunas can handle like kind of the bulk of of Cat and and you know, right. and you know Towns can can spread them out to the you know the deep end of the water, but that's still like you know Valanciunas is a big dude to deal with in the paint. And Towns can struggle with some of those guys who are just that strong. And so if you get that, if, you know, D'Lo or, or Ant aren't, aren't having a good game and now you've got to match the scoring of CJ and, and B.I., like that, we could potentially see the Pelicans get this eight seed if the Clippers can beat the Wolves. I mean, you touched on it with just if it is a oh, Minnesota-New Orleans matchup, D'Lo and Edwards are just streaky enough, right? Like they're they're exactly what would scare you in the playing tournament if you're a seven seed. Mm-hmm. These two guys are the guys that like, hey, I can feel confident. I can get twenty five from them, but there's also a chance I might get one of these three for fifteen nights. And you're you're really put behind the eight ball in that scenario. I love everything New Orleans has done. I kind of think you're sleeping a little bit on San Antonio, though, Zach. I love what DeJounte Murray has done. I know that team's super young, but they're going extremely hard. Yaka Pirtle has done a great job just defending the rim and being kind of a big guy for the Spurs. I wouldn't count them out to beat the Pelicans. I think they got a legitimate shot with the way Murray has kind of just taken a leap forward this year. Yeah, I mean, Murray's been great. I just don't know if there's anyone to help him. You know, like that's a lot of firepower to deal with. And and maybe he can lock up CJ, right? Like maybe, maybe he can do that, but still like, all right, so... Can Keldon Johnson slow down Brandon Ingram enough? Maybe. Maybe. Like, this first team is solid, but I just, I don't know if there's enough firepower there. They, they got a lot of length, a lot of wing. Like, there's, there's, I think they can do it. I really do. I, and, and this isn't just my Spurs bias showing here, but I think they can. I think it's going to be a great game, more importantly. I think the fun thing about this playing tournament in the Western Conference, as long as we keep the Lakers out of it, we're going to have some good playing. We're going to have a good well, play tournament kept themselves in the Western out of it, Conference. So we don't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, fair, fair enough. But I think New Orleans-San Antonio is going to be a fun game. Patrick Beverly going up against the Clippers in the playing tournament? I mean, you know he's going to be annoying oh as all God. hell. Like, that's just going to be fun. And then we're I'm pretty happy with any of these matchups that we might get in the next game for the eight seed. Like, I love that. Yeah. I think we have a great playing tournament set up right now with these teams that are all playing well as they're moving forward. Trey, I want to throw this at you because I think we're all very high on Memphis. They've had a great season. They could make a deep run in the playoffs. But this scenario, let's say the Clippers win that game against the Wolves. They get the seven seed. And now you have this Clippers team with Paul George back and hopefully 100% or at least good enough. Is there any chance in your mind, like any real chance in your mind that maybe the Clippers could pull off a huge upset and take down the Grizzlies or the Grizzlies just too good? No, I'm not even going to disrespect the Grizzlies like that. I think Paul (laughs) George is, you know, I'm happy to see him back on the floor. I think, you know, um, they're working their way back into things. um, And, you know, again, for play up matchup wise and seeing PG out there, you know, like I said, it's good. But the Grizzlies are good, man. They're good. They and I've been disrespecting them. I, I owe apology. Um, you know, I haven't been giving them that much credit because I'm just looking at the records and I'm saying, well, the Suns are the best team, but they beat the Suns twice. You know what I mean? Like they beat majority of the teams that we've talked about on this platform. And I think that they deserve to rightfully so be paraded as such. Yeah. Now, obviously the Milwaukee Bucks are the, reigning champions and they need to be dethroned but i do like the grizzlies chance to make a deep run in the playoffs and potentially make the finals 
So, um, how worried are you about Jaws knee? I'm not too worried. I think I think him being able to rest and the team still rolling and yeah, didn't have the rushing good. back was great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they've they've been able to pick it up. You know what I mean? Like and others have been able to step in and make big plays and you know, you go from there. But if it was a thing where they just continued to lose while he was out and he had to be like, All right, this treatment ain't working. I need to suit up. You know yeah. how some guys be dramatic and right, be like, right. Oh, I'm gonna save the day in one day. And it's like, nah. So I, I think they're okay. I think that rest is something that he really deserves, especially the way he plays. And at his rate, I don't think he would have a long career if he continued to play so uh, reckless. So yeah, um, being able to rest, I think it, it it benefits the Grizzlies and him. Yeah, I'm with. I mean, what are they twenty and two without him or something like that? Like, sure. I mean, that's that's absurd. Right, Mo. Like that's right. like I, no, no, I mean, no. That's that's that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, it's just you know, as good as he is, it. and then that, that you just remove him, and they're like, yeah, we're good. We'll, we'll go out there and beat anybody. Like they beat that, you know, beat the Suns without it. Like that's it's so and damn without Jared Jackson Jr. Yeah. in that game, right? Yeah, like, it was just a bench, right? It's just a bench. Right? I don't think that, did Desmond Bain play. I don't think he played either. You, you just you just watch it. You're just going like, oh, Dylan Brooks went off. That's how they beat the Suns. Right. It's, it's okay. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that. That makes sense. You know, you're just kind of looking around going like, where where are we? What happened? But the Grizzlies have been awesome. Like, I think the Clippers can give them a series, mm-hmm. but I don't think they could beat them. I think it's just, we've seen it with PG when he comes back, you know, first couple of games, he does look really good. Eventually kind of fades a little bit, just sort of conditioning wise and things like that. I think it's been a lot has happened happen for them and even if they get norman powell back like these guys are coming back at the last second of the season it's it's very difficult i think to just kind of put that all together and say like okay cool now we're gonna go upset the grizzlies they're gonna make it close it's gonna look real tight and i know some people are gonna go out there and pick the clippers but i just don't think they have this this isn't the year for them to to really kind of do it with just how how many guys have been out for as long as they have yeah, I think, yeah, you're probably right on that. All right, what about the grouping of Denver, Utah, Dallas, Golden State? I mean, Steph's been out with this foot injury. Um, by the way, this Rudy Gobert, man. <laughs> Dude, there's a play yesterday as Clay Thompson is starting to go off. There's a dribble handoff. And I, yeah, by yesterday, I mean Saturday when you're listening to this. There's a dribble handoff on Saturday. Um, third quarter, I don't know, maybe a couple minutes left in the third quarter. And Clay's gotten going at this point. I think they're on a 9-0 run. And and so dribble handoff action, it's Draymond with the ball. It's Clay coming on, around the screen. Rudy Gobert has a foot in the paint. A foot in the paint. You can't <laughs> defend a Warriors dribble handoff. Because you know why? Because Draymond's never going to shoot that shot. Draymond's never going to shoot that shot. And no offense to Clay, you can recover if he decides to take that ball and drive to the basket. Like, I just couldn't believe it. I can't believe how bad the Jazz look over the last month, like I, I at least expected them to be, you know, paper champions in the regular season again. And they just do not look like they, they're enjoying their time together. They, it, they look so miserable. And I know this from experience, having been on a lot of Clipper teams, <laughs> they look like the Clipper teams. They, they look so miserable playing with each other. You know, it's, it's a lot of frustrations across the board. I mean, that, that you described with Rudy Gobert, uh, Gobert having, I think it was Jordan Poole on the, uh, like literally right in front of the rim, yeah, and no, and, and just gets completely looked off, and then he he frustratingly walks away. Like it's just it, 
feels like they all hate each other in yeah. the same way. Like Trey was talking about how McCollum is kind of bringing the, the Pelicans together and they're all hanging and all of that stuff. You can just tell as soon as they leave the locker room, all the cars are going in different directions. I would be no one's I would be, anywhere. Near I would be shocked other. if they still had each other's numbers on the jazz. Like I, I just feel like <laughs> they've deleted everything out of their phone. Um, yeah. I don't expect the jazz to do anything here. I think they're the worst of these four teams. Although Steph and that foot injury, I guess it's going to be okay, but I, I get worried with foot injuries with stuff like that, usually with bigger guys. But with the amount of like movement he does and cutting and planting, like I don't know. I, I guess I'm just worried about that. So Trey, Dallas, as we're talking, is about a minute away from beating the Bucks in Milwaukee um, as they got hot in the second half. So do you think Dallas is the best team of this bunch or the Warriors because of what they can do if, if Steph's back? First of all, shout out to Jason Kidd. What? Yeah. I mean, you know, not too many people this summer saying, hey, let's see what he's learned in his time away from being a head coach. But, you know, one of the people that did say it might have been talking right now on this podcast. I'm just saying, I don't know. Maybe we should. Oh, Jay King's here. Maybe we shouldn't have been uh, (laughs) shitting all over that signing, that hiring. You know, maybe it worked out. uh, I I I mean, I mean, we didn't we didn't separate the art from the artist. And I understand this. (laughs) It it, it went. It it was a lot. It was a lot of, you know, and you can say that for a lot of in, in the past if they ever went to listen to things. Yes, we've had some bad takes in the past, but shout out to Jason Kidd. Um he's got this team responding how they're supposed to respond. They mm-hmm. traded off the unicorn and got guys that really fit their system and support their star. And, you know, and they made the right hires and they're rolling. But um I'm not really again with a staff, not a staff. I'm afraid for the Warriors because too much inconsistency um even though they were able to get the you know the regular season monsters out of the way um I like Dallas I think that this is Dallas's year to kind of make a sneaky move like be able to you know win some ball games and, mm-hmm. and actually advance you know what I mean like I think that's the thing because they're again so many teams have different storylines are, are collapsing at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Like all these teams we are in love with are starting to hit these walls. Like even Brooklyn is not peachy. We joke on the Lakers, but Brooklyn is fighting for their lives right now. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like Kevin Durant had 55 with a loss. You know what I mean? Like, and there's going to be a tons of challenges across the board and who's going to be healthy, who's going to make the right plays. And I think that, it's wide open on both sides and I think it's their year and who wants to take advantage of it and who wants it more. Cause again, yes, Milwaukee is the defending champions, but they can get punched in the mouth. Yes. Brooklyn is still a favorite in some sense of, you know, when they get the things going, cause they got Kyrie at home. But again, you think about teams like, um, you know, I'm going to say Philly or Miami, but like, the other teams that are around, you know what I mean? That can easily creep in there and say, Oh, we caught them slipping. Atlanta getting back to there. You know what I mean? Like just cause it's just so weird. You know what I mean? And on the West side, you know, you got you know, Denver's, you got the, you know, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies. It, it's just, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't frown if it was a, you know, a team, two teams that we didn't expect in the finals. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Like uh, Mo, I, I still have some concerns about if this Dallas style translates to to the postseason in a seven game series, but they have been really good the last half of the season offensively, 
right? Like they've picked it up. And then even if you just find more of a balance between the defense and the offense, that should set them up for some success, right? But we, we, we've we just seen the last two years them kind of like have a little bit of momentum and then flame out. And so um, if they're facing, like if they move up to the three seed or or Denver moves up to the five seed, like if they end up facing Denver, um, I think that's a I think that's a tough matchup for them, just obviously because of the Jokic part of that. I don't think it's an easy matchup necessarily for for Denver either because of their holes on the roster. But it's just kind of it's kind of weird on both sides. Whereas if Dallas is going to face Utah in the first round, <laughs> punch the ticket. We're, we're, we're all yeah, picking it. Right, yeah, yeah, punch we're the all ticket. Picking, I'm good. We're all picking Dallas <laughs> yeah. in that that series. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. Like when I look at Dallas. Ironically, the thing I think that's going to hold up the best for them in the playoffs is their offense, their ability to go to different guys. Everybody, you know, keep Luca fresh throughout games Mm -hmm. because they can have Spencer Dinwiddie handle the ball a little bit. Jalen Brunson, guys, something that they couldn't do last year, even the year before. And Luca was awesome in the playoffs. He just got tired down the stretch, right? Like. And by the way, you should get tired when you have to deal with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Marcus Morris, and everything else the Clippers are throwing yeah. at you. You're you're going to get tired, and especially if you didn't have the help you had. This year, I think he has a better supporting cast with that, guys that can do more. I'm worried a little bit about their defense because I think teams, when they're able to sit down and scout them, and, and really that's the difference in the playoffs, right? Like teams are going to have a week to be able to sit down and figure out how they're going to defend, how they're going to go at this and how they're going to attack it. I think they'll be able to pick apart the Mavs defense there a little bit more, but I still think if they play the jazz where it's Mavs are winning that series, it's the Denver one that I would try to stay out of that matchup. Yeah, for sure. And then last thing on the Western conference, uh, Phoenix finals bound. I just, I'm having a hard time seeing them lose unless there's a major injury. Yes, I have them finals battle. Yeah. I just think they're they're extremely well-rounded and you just look at what they do. They just hang with you and then like, "Oh, okay, cool. It's it's crunch time." Yeah. All right, let's 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 play the Devin Booker music. Let's play the Chris Paul music and we'll just run you off the court. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just what they do now. They're so ridiculous in crunch time. Trey, if I told you 3 years ago, "Hey, 3 years from now, the Suns are going to be the heavy favorite to be in the finals in the West every single year." I think you I think you might have looked at me with like a raised eyebrow there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I didn't see this dark turn for the Lakers. I mean, yeah, got a I guess, yeah, that's to fair. Be, yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? I got a chance to be around that franchise from bottom up. You know what I mean? Like seeing them hire Monty and like not having you know the DeAndre Aiden twenty twenty five game suspension and yeah, Frank the Tank. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was all it was a lot. You know what I mean? It was a lot of it was a lot of hope going through there. The Ricky Rubios yeah. and you know, like me calling the Chris Paul trade, and then obviously them going to the finals, and then now just kind of like you know, people like I wouldn't pay him that much, and it it's it's been worth it. But then also looking at it as Devin Booker lighting stuff up, and mm-hmm. I think he won't ever miss a playoff again unless it's injury bound. You know what right. I mean? So. Um, the momentum was there for them. You know what I mean? Like, I think Boston is the next hot team, the next Suns. Eme has those guys rolling yeah. too. So, um, I would, I, yes, I would look at you crazy, Zach, because I don't <laughs> think anyone ha- would have predicted it except Suns faithful. And even I think, then, I don't know, man. <laughs> even yeah. the craziest no, no, Suns because, fans no, no, because I think, I think the reason why people win crazy bets is because you have to have some lunacy. That's true. You know well, what I mean? Like, like no one believes, yeah. and then it's like, who the hell won three million dollars off putting a bet? And it's someone like an alumni that's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> oh, we're gonna, gonna win be it all with USC football, Trey. 
I'm USA. Hey, my, my, my cousin, my cousin's a starting wide receiver over there. Transfer from University of Washington, Terrell Bynum, fifth year senior. So light Let's on. Go. No, no offense um, to your cousin Trey. I could not give a shit about talking about USC football on this yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. and Jade cut all that. No, I get it. Um, all right, let's go to the Eastern Conference because I don't want Mo to have happiness in this conversation. <laughs> Too late. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. Uh, the play-in tournament, not decided yet, I guess, because either Toronto or Chicago could technically fall behind Cleveland, although I don't think Cleveland's going to climb that high the rest of this, uh, in this final week. But, um, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier, Brooklyn. All right, now, actually, things after that loss to Atlanta, you know, 55 from KD, 31 from Kyrie, and not a lot from anybody else. And the, granted, no Seth Curry, no Goran Dragic, who were late scratches, but um, now we're in a scenario where shit, if Charlotte's hot in that nine ten, if, if this holds and Charlotte's hot in that nine ten, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I've got the nets as a guarantee get through that next game. Like some weird stuff could happen. Now I would put my money on the nets getting through this thing, but it's, uh, there's a little bit of skepticism for me for the first time. It, for me, it's been, yeah, just give me Kevin Durant and four guys and I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take my chances in a game, and I still feel that way. Just don't know if my chances are as high as I thought they were. No, I just you know it's a little, it's a little, little creaky. But instead of having to just win one game, having to win two games to get in, um, it just had me feeling a little bit uneasier than I expected. It gets really scary when you take the safety net away. Yeah. Right. Like when you okay, if you're in the seven and eight game and you lose that game, okay, it's okay, guys. We got the next game. We're st- we still could make it. 9-10 and you lose that game it's like all right so Cancun like where are we going like it's 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 a lot scarier and I'm with you Zach like I just think they can't stop anybody Mm-mm. you know like you watch what the, what Cade Cunningham did to them and this is with Kyrie out there with KD out there it like they could not stop him and I just find it very difficult there. Like if you're not able to come up with the stops, you have guys that are shooting really poorly. Like Patty Mills has lost his shot completely. Like there's just a lot of questions right now for this team. Like it wouldn't shock me if they don't make it. It really wouldn't. Cause you know, it Charlotte can get hot in a second. Terry Rozier has been quietly having a great season this year. And you know, 
he puts up a 35 point night, 36 point night. Mm-hmm. LaMelo has a triple double, which isn't out of the realm of possibility. And then Miles Bridges goes off. You're screwed. You know, they don't have enough firepower to stop it. They don't have the ability to stop those guys. And it's turning offensively really just KD and Kyrie going your turn, my turn. I don't feel like they got enough going. Yeah, they definitely need Seth Curry to be. They definitely need Goran in the mix. They're going to they're gonna need some some third piece here, right? Like they're, they're going to need something. Trey, is it is it overreacting too much to this scenario? Like, are you still like, come on, it's Kevin Durant. It's the Nets. Like, they're going to be No, abs- absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I think. You know, it's alarming to see Patty Mills go 30 minutes without scoring a basket or yeah. being a defensive liability. Like, his, he was shaking in his boots garden, Trey Young. And, I mean, how Bruce Brown is so important to this team. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's just layers to it. I mean, Steph Curry – I mean, Steph Curry is, you know, ailing a ankle injury and, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, still ramping up Ben Simmons. Yes, they are able to get through – um you know, possibly a playing game, but it's not a guarantee. Even Tankathon has them as the easiest schedule to close out the season. And yeah. it's still not a guarantee win because you have to apply yourself. Um, Ramadan just started. So Kyrie is, you know, playing through that as well. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, just, it's, just, it's just so many factors and labels into it. I mean, I think he's, he's played before and he's been mentally tough, but like, you know, energy is still a lot of things. Body, that, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. And yeah. the fact that, Kevin Durant could have 55 points against the Atlanta Hawks who are also fighting for their lives and still lose. Yeah. That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. So um, the good thing, I mean, overall consensus, everyone feels it's win or bust for them, but I think this is a long play. I think the trade for Ben Simmons was a long play. I don't think that, you know, if they don't win, the door closes, but we would like to see them playing for meaningful basketball as a fan perspective, as media, et cetera, in June. But if they don't, you know, I, I at least want to see them in the first round. On. Like, give me a first round. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I just yeah. need yeah. offense to the Hornets, to the Hawks, the Cavs, but I need KD at least in a round of the playoffs. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did we not see what happened last year? I know, year? exactly. Like, is- <laughs> yeah. We can, we can, I just want to see him put on a show for more than one or two games in this playing tournament. Um, yeah. For uh for Cleveland, so let's lump let's lump Cleveland. Well, I guess what, real quick, the Hawks have been phenomenal lately. Like they've, I think they won. They saw fifteen out of the last twenty one or twenty two. Um, Trey Young, I think, has worked his way into an All NBA selection. Um, they've been incredible. It's just for them, like the defense just isn't there, Mo. Right, like the defense sucks, but the offense <laughs> is so damn good, and Trey Young has been so damn good that at least to get through the playing tournament, I like their chances. I mean, you saw what he did to Patty Mills the other was, night. Oh, man, I felt so bad for Patty Mills. Like, I cried. It was so sad. It yeah. was just like, damn, dude. Like, another another was, touch point for the uh, Mo Doc career, by the way. Just wanted to put that in there. Oh, no, that's only in, in Australia. And, and you know, lo point. and behold, they, they, got the, uh, they got a medal this year. So, yeah, it, it all started with me. So, it's all wins. Right. It's all wins, baby. Um, no, I the Hawks are just offensively so dynamic and the way they can get going Trey Young down the stretch Bogdanovich is just another option there they got so many different things that they could do Zach like in, in, in the way they attack you like yeah they're not getting stops defensively but if they get hot good luck right you're not beating them I I, I think they're going to beat Cleveland I think they'll be the if it stays this way I think they'll end up being the the seventh seed and playing uh whoever the two seed is in the east um in terms of the grouping of Toronto, Chicago, and Cleveland, um, I kind of feel like, I guess in a battle to face 
probably Philadelphia in the first round. Um, I kind of feel like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm Philly, I want anybody but Toronto. And I know like Toronto doesn't have the bulk necessarily to, to handle Embiid. Like, all right, you got precious Achua and Chris Boucher, right. And maybe you throw Pascal at, at the center a little bit and, uh, and just hope everyone converges. But, um, but Nick nurse has done a great job in the past of devising game plans to take Embiid out of it. And if, if James Harden does the playoff James Harden thing, then I just, I think Toronto is oddly enough matched up against them with all those switchable six, eight dudes that that's probably who I'd want to avoid the most. If I'm Philadelphia, um, Chicago, they still don't look the same, even though that Caruso's back. Although, you know, if they can get as healthy as possible, they're still going to be super dangerous because of DeMar and because of Zach Levine. Um, Cleveland is probably just too banged up at this point to really do anything, but I do want to see them get somewhat rewarded for a good season. So Trey, like if, if you're Philly, who do you want to face in that first round? Hmm. Maybe Philly I'm wrong about at- Toronto too. You know, maybe that maybe it is like, Hey, they have no one to handle and beat. So just, you know, give a, give the big guy the ball and get yeah, out but of they, the way. But they defend and, and yeah. Philly doesn't have shooters. So, I mean, it's all, it's all addressed on, on effort and things of that nature. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at the standings at right now. I think they can get by Toronto. Um, I don't think Toronto gives them like a huge scare, but if they win, right. They would face the heat Ooh. or the nets. Yeah. If the nets get past, obviously the Hornets, right. Yeah. I don't like them against either one of those teams. Yeah, I don't think they can handle. I don't think they can handle them. I'm with you. I think like, I think the Bucks get by the Bulls. I think you know if the Hawks beat the Cavs, which I do think that's going to happen. I think Boston gets by the Hawks. I think Boston Milwaukee is going to be a good one. I see. I feel like we get that matchup every year. It does <laughs> feel like that. Yeah, it's like our, our annual know, Bucks Celtics series. Yeah, it's just that. That's one of those things where I think Milwaukee surpasses with the loss of Robert Williams. Yeah. Um, and then we potentially get Miami, Milwaukee, or we get Brooklyn, Milwaukee. And it's kind of like the same scenario, but like, um, a buddy of mine, uh, said that Dallas could make a run to the finals and is willing to bet on that. So, um, I'm curious because right now in the playoff picture, Dallas matches up with Utah, Denver and, and Golden State. I think Denver could actually knock Golden State out. I'm not worried about the winner of Minnesota and Los Angeles <laughs> yeah. facing the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies advance on that. And then we got Grizzlies nuggets potentially. Um, and I think the Grizzlies go past that and then they have to face the Suns. and it's Grizzlies Suns or Grizzlies Dallas, but I think it's Grizzlies Suns for the most part. And I think the Suns get back. Yeah, that makes that. I mean, I think that, I think that tracks for a lot of that. Um, Mo can the Celtics still make a deep run without Robert Williams, the third, healthy um i don't think or like even if he gets back for the second round like they're projecting i still man i still don't know how reasonable it is to expect him to be anything close to what he's been yeah the the whole idea of like once we get him back in a short time like he's going to be ready to roll this is a meniscus folks like it's It's not it's not this isn't a video game like this is (laughs) right this is this is is unstable you're 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 putting him out with an unstable leg (laughs) to a degree right it's going to be healed they're not going to just you know, be, put him out there if it's really risky. But the chance of something else happening 
increases because of that, especially with, you know, they're, they're not rushing him back, but they're kind of rushing him back in that sense. Right. And it's, he wants to be out there and everything that goes with it. I just feel like it's a, it's a risky proposition and I don't feel like he's going to come back a hundred percent. And if he doesn't come back hundred percent, cause he was such a big part of their defense kind of really playing him almost off ball so that he could be a free safety and roam and reject shots and things like that and come along the weak side, you lose that element. I think it becomes very difficult for them to beat a team, especially like the Milwaukee Bucks, and you, you know who they'll probably play in the second round if everything goes according to Chuck. I don't know if they can go any further than a second round run there. Otherwise, like, I just don't see it, Zach. Yeah, yeah. I th- I mean, I I like their chances. I was building them up and like feeling like, all right, like this is a contender. Um, but that, that injury is just asking too much. Like they, they can still defend well with Tice or Horford as the main big man out there, but it just changes the way they defend, right? It becomes way, way more airspace for everybody around the rim. And, and, you know, it's gotta be so precise and positional for how that, how that help is on, on the weak side of the floor. And I just don't, I don't know if that's reasonable to expect them to continue like that. So then does it now bring it down to, are we looking at a Heat Bucks conference finals, or is that is there too much up in the air, Trey? Like, do you think that the Heat and the Bucks are the <laughs> of course you are, are the well, a fucking one seed? What do you want me to do? Like, I'm not making something up. Like, oh, if they can get through the playing, they're the fucking one seed. Like, I know, I know, I know, but yeah. <laughs> and I think I think Spolstra, I think he planted that that huddle kerfuffle. I think he I think he planted that. I think he did it to throw everybody off the scent. <laughs> Get everyone back in line. Like, I think he planted that thing. I'm going to have to review the tape. There might have been some some ass-on acting from some people there. So, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Trey, is it down to the Bucks and the Heat or can someone else really make some noise here and disrupt that? I think someone else can make the noise. I Traditionally, like, like I said, I'm not counting out any franchise. I'm sorry if it came off that way where I was doing a playoff pitcher. 
um, percentage wise and how matchups have been this season, you would lean towards those. But I don't know. Miami still has to prove it. You know what I mean? Like they've been, you know, all of a sudden you get these quotes from Jimmy Butler saying it's Jimmy Butler time and you know how I do the playoffs. And yeah, Jimmy Butler time know. and crutch time has not been great this year. So I don't know if it, we yes, want it, it to be it, Jimmy Butler time all the time. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I love that. You know what I mean? Like and I, I do think that it's like believable and, you know, whatever. But no, I'm, I'm rooting for an odd team now at this point, a team that we ain't seen. I don't trust the Sixers. I'll tell you that. I mean – I, I don't know MB how you could. Is, like, I think Embiid is the MVP. Um, I want James Harden to succeed, but I don't think they have depth. I don't think that they have three-point shooting. Um, and certain teams defend certain ways. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you I, can get to the line as much as you want, but like that's that's not teams adjust, especially in seven-game series. You can steal one or two, but like those adjustments make sense in a seven game series. And I think a lot of teams and a lot of coaches, like, again, I don't think Steve Nash could coach. I'm going to finally say it. I I think he gets out coached. So I think he does does a really good job of piecing it together with all the chaos they've had on that roster. But there's a difference between piecing things together in the regular season. And then once your game plans can be, yeah, when your when your game plan can be picked apart, in a playoff series, like that's just going to be very different. They truly miss Ime and Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to just, I'm gonna yeah, just yeah, say that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, right? Like it's just hard in that sense. And, and, and not having that fully locked down coaching staff and, and, and being able to trust those guys to help you kind of push you forward a little bit. And this is Nash's second year. It's tough. I just don't, I, it, it's all of this is just extremely difficult, but if we're going to talk about coaching, we got to talk about doc. Right, like that's what makes me really uneasy about the Sixers. I don't trust Doc all that much in the playoffs. You know how many three-one exits and 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 blown leads and things like that. Like it's there's a lot of times I have questions about the rotations and things like that. There's, I don't think the Sixers would lose in the first round, but it wouldn't shock me if they lost to Toronto. It really wouldn't. And it's not just Doc, but everything that they have with it. Like I don't I don't trust that team. Um. Yeah. I mean, look, we we went over this. Uh, after the last playoff burnout, right against Atlanta, Doc's record of the playoffs post this, you know, 2008 Celtics run is not great. Like there's some weird losses in that whole thing. And now you're going to combine that. I mean, maybe it's the whole two negatives produce a positive math, right? Where you, all right, the negative James Harden in the playoffs and the negative of Doc Rivers, they've been canceling <laughs> each other out. Now Joel Embiid's just going to carry them. Like, if you want to tell me you're back from the future and you just watch Joel Embiid carry the Sixers through the playoffs and being completely dominant. I'll buy that. But if you're back from the future, you're like, yo, James Harden went off and Doc Rivers was coaching his ass off and everything. I'm I'm going to raise an eyebrow. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to just be like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I'm like, hold on. I got some questions here of, of how this happened. And so, yeah, I think, I think when you get down to the coaching of it, you know, Spo, Udoka, um, I don't know who else to throw in there. It's just like guys that were on like, yes. I mean, I guess Nick Nurse to a, to a certain extent. Um, you don't put Bud up there? You don't feel like after last year he doesn't he, he doesn't deserve it? No, nah, I'm good, man. 
I don't like. I'm not saying fire butt anymore, but I'm going to see another championship run before I'm throwing butt into the mix. <laughs> all right, he he's there. no longer Ebay in his first year coaching. Look, yo, he <laughs> turned that shit around. Okay, Nick Nurse in his first year coaching, he turned that shit into something else. Like I'm Nick Nurse won one exactly. He won the damn <laughs> thing. Hasn't even been to, we haven't even gotten to the no, playoffs. But we you know what? You know what? I'm predicting Celtics win it all. No, I don't really mean that. J King, do not clip that. Uh, but no, you know what I mean. Like I, I just think Ime has proven himself like through a really tough situation where I'm, I trust his coaching right now. Um, Bud, I no longer distrust, but I don't trust it. Um, Spo, I trust like undeniably. And then, you know, Nick nurse, like Nick nurse is a genius with the stuff, but doc has some holes um, in his, in his history. Like, I don't, you know, Billy Donovan, Steve, we talked about Steve Nash. Like, I don't know. Like, no, I'm not throwing my trust in those guys. Like, I think that there is a very real hierarchy of coaching in the East, but you have Giannis in Milwaukee, right? You have Embiid <laughs> in Philadelphia. You have Durant in Brooklyn. Like, there are also those guys who you can sell me on. Yeah, those guys are just going to be so good, it's not going to matter. And so, I don't know. You know, I, I, I guess we'll find out in a little over a week from now. This is the last week of the regular season. So, make sure what you're doing is subscribing to The Athletic. You subscribe to The Athletic, you're going to get the best playoff coverage on the internet of sports, of everything, of baseball, football, hockey. I don't Wherever there are playoffs happening, you'll get the best coverage from The Athletic. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, all the podcasts on The Athletic Podcast Network. Make sure you're checking out No Dunks, What Did I Miss with Michelle Beadle, and all the team-specific shows. And uh, make sure, you know what? rest and relaxation for yourself other teams are tanking during this final week get yourself ready for the playoffs okay take a couple of nights off and maybe do some uh some injury or load management for modak Gil, for trevon edwards i'm zach harper keep it locked in on the athletic nba show would you ask pop that question no you wouldn't so don't ask me that question